SHW. This is our wrestling. This is insane what we're seeing right now. We're going out tonight. It's been a long, long time. Make sure I look just right. Going down. Heads up, heads up. Here comes the spread. Oh, hail the queen. Another spear. Will it be enough? No, not, not this like way. This. Not like Come this. On. No. This is just bedlam right now. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on here? You've got to be kidding me. Holy cow. And now, the voices of SHW, Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Just want to go on record that here at Southern Honor Wrestler is real. If you want a piece of Scott Hall, I'm easy to find. I'm six foot six. I'm nearly 300 pounds. You can't miss me when you walk in the building. Hey, yo. You know who I am. Say hello to Razor Ramon. It's survey time, but you don't know why I'm here. Hey, yo. Survey says one more for the good guys. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Hey, yo, what's going on? It's Friday. It's that time of the week. Time for your favorite podcast. It's SHW. This is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield alongside GB Gerard Bonner and the always lovely Diana Michelle. And as you just saw at the beginning of our episode here, uh, it's been a bit of a tough week in the world of professional wrestling as we lost an absolute legend, a pioneer, a trailblazer in the world of pro wrestling, and uh, a guy who had quite a few connections with SHW. I'm talking about Razor Ramon, talking about Scott Hall, talking about the bad guy. So guys... I know it's been a tough week. We've all been kind of talking throughout the week, and, and you've seen posts just all over the place on social media uh, with tributes to the bad guy. How are we feeling? Sad, actually. I mean, when, when they came over to WCW and took over him and Kevin Ash, it was like, made me so mad because I was like, don't mess up my, don't mess up my thing, man. Don't, don't mess with it. But you know, when he came in, he's like, you know who I am. You don't know why I'm here. It kind of gave me chills, you know. It was like, it was like what's going on? Yeah. And then that whole just outsider and, and NWO started, and it changed the world of wrestling as I knew it. And whether I liked it or not, at the time, I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I grew to love it. But, um, yeah, what, a, what a, a mark on history he made when he came over that, that way. And, of course, before that, when he was Razor Ramon and just doing his greasy looking, you know, whatever, that was something. But I think that the the real mark on history was was starting the NWO thing, and oh, it was it's just wild to think that he's gone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've been thinking about what I'm going to say about this. I mean, I've said some stuff on the socials already. I don't want to repeat all of it, but um, I don't know that we fully understood the impact of Scott Hall. Right. Um, 
I had the pleasure of first seeing Scott Hall back in his AWA days when he was known as Big Scott Hall. And he was part of a tag team with Kurt Hennig. We all know him as Mr. Perfect. And um, back then he had this whole Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck look happening with the hair and the thick mustache. And he was this massive... Oh, man, he was massive. And what I don't think people understand about that is at the time, I mean, in the AWA, he was at like year two of his wrestling career. He started down in Florida um, with Dusty Rhodes and um, championship wrestling from Florida. But the AWA time for him, and most people don't understand this, back in 85, 86, uh, Vern Gagne from the AWA had just lost Hulk Hogan, just lost him to WWE. And at that point, that had kind of really revolutionized what wrestling was looking like. We all know what Vince was doing. Um, and the AWA at that time had a bunch of guys who looked like common people that you'd find at the bar, you know, the bruiser and the crusher and these guys. And so he brought Scott Hall in to kind of be the second coming of Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Um, Hogan was Hogan in the AWA before he came to WWE. And uh, Scott Hall was going to somewhat be the second coming of that. And uh, he had a great career there. But I think Scott Hall realized, eh, the AWA is not going to be around much longer. So by 89, he leaves, goes to WCW, had a tough time in WCW and that wasn't fully his fault of course he comes to WWE and that's where things start to change um Razor Ramon I we hadn't seen anything like that in WWE and again here he is being a game changer uh as WWE's trying to change their image from the Hulk Hogan Andre the Giant Big John Stud type of thing to creating their new generation. And at this point, you've got Scott Hall as Razor Ramon, which is something unlike WWE had ever seen. This is the yeah. first guy who is the bad guy that we really like. We're not supposed to like him at all, but he's too cool not to like, you know? And so if you don't have Scott Hall as Razor Ramon, we don't get all of the cool anti-heroes that then define the 90s and wrestling as we know it. You know, um, he wins the Intercontinental Championship, does all that stuff. And uh, I will say this, and I have been saying this on the socials all week long. I think Scott Hall's the most, the single most influential wrestler of the last 30 years. And I could make a case for forever. And I know some people want to crucify me and say you're just being in the moment, but I don't think we realize just how significant he was. I mean, even if we go before him going to WCW, which was massive, right? Mm -hmm. The introduction of the ladder match to WrestleMania was because of Scott Hall and mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels. And while all of the highlight reels show the things that Shawn did, people forget Razor won that match. And on a WrestleMania that was headlined by two WWE title matches and two matches from Bret Hart, everybody's still talking about Shawn Michaels and Razor 
in the ladder match. So if that doesn't happen, we don't get TLC. We don't get money in the bank. We don't get all of this crazy stuff that happens with ladder matches. That's Scott Hall. That's Scott Hall. And then you get to the curtain call and his decision to leave um, WWE, which at that time was a massive decision, you know? And um, so a few things. One, if he doesn't do that, wrestlers don't get guaranteed contracts. So he changed the business for wrestlers. He changed the business for us as fans. You know, Um, if the curtain call doesn't happen, Triple H is supposed to win the King of the Ring that year. If Triple H wins the King of the Ring in 96, we don't get Stone Cold. If we don't get Stone Cold and he doesn't go to WCW, we don't have the Attitude Era. We don't have DX. We don't have NWO. We we don't have the biggest era that people love right now. Yeah, man. Because of of him. It's it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. And you did, um, you did a great yeah. job earlier in the week when you posted that on social media. Yeah. And I was just like, because you laid it out perfectly, just like you're doing right now, where it's just like you stop and think about all the different threads mm-hmm. that piece together, you know, the 90s into the yeah. 2000s and, and, and shaped pro it all wrestling. Today. On him. That's all crazy. rested on him. And yeah. what's funny is he doesn't get that credit because people think about Stone Cold, they think about The Rock, think about Goldberg, yeah. think about Sting, all that. But he's the move that put all of those things in motion, you know? Yeah. Um, and I even I, think... I don't think he gets near as much credit as he... No. Like, people don't even think about it. He, people were ready to argue with me when I first made this assertion. And then they went, Oh, wait. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So if you'll let me take it further, his impact is still being felt today. Think about this. If we don't have the NWO, we don't get too sweet. If we don't right. get too sweet, we don't get the Bullet Club. That's if right. If we don't get the Bullet Club, we don't get the elite. And if we don't get the elite, we don't get all elite wrestling. How about it? And I'll go even further. Crazy. Without Scott Hall, there's no SHW. Scott Hall, when he comes to spend time with DDP, that gets the attention of a Dylan Fryermeyer in Pittsburgh who decides to come down to Atlanta. These two become fast friends. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Scott Hall listening to the fantasy booking of Dylan Fryermeyer who at that time isn't running a promotion, is just happy to meet his favorite wrestler. And now all of a sudden, Scott is tweeting these things, giving Dylan the confidence to start his own promotion and become Booker of the Year. We become Promotion of the Year. The three of us are here. That doesn't happen without Scott Hall. It's insane. It is insane. How how many things connect you know all because of all because of scott hall man it's incredible and it's also like if you think about like you you mentioned the 80s is awa days it's it's almost like all these different phases of his career are so different yes that it's crazy that it's all the same guy 
you know right. so right. like I, I put together and i know it's not a, a, a dylan edit so it's not the most fancy video in the world but just that little bit at the beginning of this show a little tribute there at the beginning but i found that one clip where yeah. he's where he's got the mustache and he's mm-hmm. 300 hair and he, right yeah and it's like that's the same guy same it's, guy it's, it's hard to believe that all these yeah. different phases of his career you know but um gosh i tell you what it one of the coolest things ever, and this was our third show ever. So Southern mm-hmm. Honor Wrestling went, uh, this is when we still named the show. So I don't want to get it wrong. Was it Winter Rising or Winter is Coming or I don't get it wrong. But anyways, <laughs> it was our third show. These we days started, we call it SHW3. Right, right. <laughs> it was uh, some our fans that are watching this are going, it's, it's this, you idiot, right, it's this. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so we started in October of 18 and this was December of 18. Mm-hmm. where Sunny Days was going to be in a tables match with Kevin Ryan for the SHW title. Mm-hmm. Many of you will recall that uh, you mentioned a ladder match earlier. This was not a ladder match. However, a ladder got involved, and mm-hmm. uh, one Sunny Days uh, fell from the ladder, yeah. head first through a table, busting mm-hmm. his head wide open, which was not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm calling the match. Now, back in those days, GB – our uh, commentary booth was back behind the crowd, like Gosh. off to the side of the stage. So it was kind of hard to see back there, but we were kind of up on a, a platform a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really tell how bad it was when it happened. So right. we're just calling the end of the show. You know, it was like that was the end of the show. So that got over. Uh, then I'm realizing all oh, the X went up and people are coming out and tending to sunny days. And man, this is serious. What's mm-hmm. going on here? And so I'm a little worried about that. And he gets taken backstage. Next thing I know, I'm hearing a buzz from the crowd going, hey, Scott Hall's over there. <laughs> and so I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and sure enough, Scott Hall had come out, you know, where the uh, entrance to the backstage area is. Mm-hmm. And there's those black curtains. Well, he had come out and was sitting kind of right around there, watching kind of behind the crowd and watching from a distance mm-hmm. just to watch the show. And I had no idea it was there until after the show. Right. And um by the way, Sunny Days ended up being okay. It was a serious injury at the time. Very serious. <laughs> ended up being okay. Spent it's on the documentary, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So. It's in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. What and was it? Said? Did it look good? Yes. Yeah, so right. Dylan, yeah, yeah. Dylan goes, did it at least look good? Yeah. <laughs> but also, the clip I used at the beginning of the show here was from that time where Scott was backstage as Sunny Days was brought back there. And Scott goes, Southern Honor Wrestling is real. <laughs> at that time, that was very real when that yes. happened. Um, but yeah, so people are kind of like figuring out that Scott's over there and, and mm-hmm. trying to go over and get pictures with him. And I'm still in that phase where I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to, do I want to go over and bother him for a picture? And I kind of yeah, was I'm talking telling about, you, we got to well, bother people. I know, I know. But at the time I was kind of like talking myself out of it. Right. And then I'm like, eh, like there's other people doing it. Like, what, what's it going to hurt? Let me just run over there, grab a quick picture. And if you guys remember Pat, Pat was, uh, uh, before Diana took over, Pat was our our lovely ring announcer. Um, not, not quite as lovely as I Diana. will make sure he knows you said so. I was oh, yeah. gonna say oh. he would love to hear that you called him lovely. I think I think Pat watches. He'll, he'll probably hear it. Shout out to Pat. Anyway, uh, Great Pat guy. was over there. And of course, Pat knows Scott as well because Pat worked at DDPY and right. a lot of the DDPY folks knew Scott from from coming up there. And so Pat was over there and I said, Pat, you mind taking my picture real quick? So yeah, so we get a picture now. What I didn't realize until after the fact was Pat took the full length body shot, right? 
So he stepped back, took the wide shot. And so I go to look at the picture after the fact, and Scott's doing the tippy-toe trick, right? And you can clearly see it in the picture because you can see our feet. And the thing is, he's already six inches taller than me. Like, <laughs> was it necessary to do the tippy toes? To look? So he looks huge in the picture next to me. Like, and I'm not, I'm not a small guy, but in that picture, I look tiny. And what's even more funny to me is that, I don't know, a little while later, I'm just flipping around the WWE network. There's a show on there called WWE Photoshoot where mm-hmm. if you're not familiar, they'll have a, one of the a former wrestler or a current wrestler on there. And just they'll just go through, it's like a 20 minute, 30 minute episode going through old pictures. And then they tell stories about whatever picture you're looking at. Well, there's one with Scott Hall and I happened to come across it and they show him a picture of him standing next to Kurt Henning. And mm-hmm. in the picture, Kurt Henning is on his tippy toes. <laughs> and so Scott immediately starts laughing. He's like, he's like, Kurt, He's too much. He's on his tippy toes. He's like, one thing I learned from Kurt was that to look bigger in pictures, you got to stand on your tiptoes. Mm-hmm. And I immediately remembered back to the picture I got with him. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he's doing the tiptoe trick. Hilarious. I so wish I would have seen that beforehand. I would have been standing <laughs> on my tippy toes as well. Now you know. But now I know. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but uh, that was just one of uh, uh, a few times. He may have come a couple other times uh, to SHW. Just kind of, and, and what was cool was that he wasn't there to make an appearance to try to steal any spotlight. He just wanted to come watch the show. And so he'd come hang yeah. out backstage and just, like I said, kind of from the side, just watching from, the, from behind the crowd. And so many people got a chance to interact with him and meet him uh, and stuff like that. That It's amazing how many people have stories, especially this week, just all through social media, reading so many people's interactions with him. And then... Um, and of course, as we know, his connections with DDPY or DDP and DDPY and the guys that work there, which are a handful of guys that work for SHW. And so a lot of them, man, my heart goes out to those guys because, yeah, yeah we all lost like a wrestling hero that we look at as just a legend in the wrestling bis- business. But, you know, those guys are losing like a close friend that they, right. you know, traveled with and, and lived with at the yeah. accountability crib at DDPY's place or DDP's place. And um, so, yeah, my heart goes out to them. And of course, Scott's family and friends and, and all the fans as well, because as we've been saying here, just what a legend. I mean, in, in GB, you talked about the impact he had. And I, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, he had an impact on the business, but when you actually stop and break it down, like you did, I mean, he didn't just have an impact. He had the impact. He did. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely it's, crazy, but it's crazy. And to your point, I, I think sometimes those who are not in the sport of pro wrestling or who are not fans of pro wrestling, they don't understand why when we lose wrestlers, it hits us different. Yeah. Right. It's not just like, you know, oh, a cool actor died. No, this isn't that. We have it. And it's not even the same when other athletes die. This is someone who became a part of our lives that we watched, you know, every week, you know, for many, many years and made such a strong impression on us. And uh, the thing about wrestling that I think is always so amazing is we always look for ourselves in the people that we identify with. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the cool factor of, of, Scott Hall is one of those things everyone aspired 
to be. Everybody wanted to be. It's like the, the Fonz. Cool. Right. Like the Fonz. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the coolest kid on campus and everybody wanted to be that. And he was that. And, um, and he was that all the time. And so it's, it's kind of a, a crazy thing. I want to ask you guys a question. Um, what was your favorite Scott Hall match? Mm. There are lots to choose from. Mm. Mama, I can't pick just one match. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my most memorable, most memorable of Scott Hall is just every time he'd come out and pick up the microphone and be like, hey, yo. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time I lost every contact I had in my phone and I couldn't think of a way to tell everybody I lost them. So I, I posted his meme. It says, hey, yo. And I was like, <laughs> hey, yo, I lost all my contacts. You know, that's how I told everybody. And it, and it was it was just weird. It was stupid. It was it was funny. But yeah, I say that so much and not just because of him, but it just sounds so good when he says it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's it'll always be something like that there's always something that sticks out and and just every time he would just speak and throw his toothpick and and just be this you know the bad guy who everybody loved to hate and hate to love but mm-hmm. i couldn't tell you a match that i that just stands out because it's just his ring presence no matter what he did was it was scott hall you know yeah 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 so you know you and we've talked about this before, but you guys go back farther than I do as far as when you started watching. So I started watching right around the NWO era, um, 97 into 98, like when I really started getting into the, into watching professional wrestling. I just didn't really know about it before then, you know, I was like, no, my family never watched it or anything. So once I discovered it though, I was like, I'm in. And, um, but it just happened to be that prime time of wrestling, those late nineties where it was like the big attitude era, big boom, you know? Um, and he was a huge part of that, as we as we mentioned. But um, so you know, I but I've since obviously gone back and seen the ladder match with Michaels, you know, at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and, and some of those classic matches that he had with Bret Hart at Royal Rumble and stuff like that. But um, I'm going to go a different route and and talk about one that I actually got to be at. Now this was kind of years after he was. I don't, I don't want to say he was out of his prime at this point, but it wasn't the 90s and it wasn't his WCW days, but this is when TNA, uh, mm-hmm. this would have been maybe 04, maybe 04 into 05. And so I was going, I was living in Orlando going to Full Sail, which some wrestling fans might know Full Sail is where they shoot NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they still do. They, at least it's where no, they... No, it's in the Performance Center now, okay. but well, that's it's where, where they used kinda, to for yeah, years. Where yeah. NXT kind of started and they started shooting it down there, but... Um, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's I'll go off on a quick tangent. I was so frustrated because I was graduated from Full Sail in 05. And like whenever it was 11 or 12, they started doing NXT there. And I was like, why wasn't it there when I was there? Because they, <laughs> they used a lot of students to like help with the production. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I was so frustrated. It's like, oh, man, I missed it by that much. Um, Just that much. So anyways, <laughs> while I lived in Orlando, uh, we would always go to the TNA shows, which taped at Universal. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they have the pay-per-views there as well at the Impact Zone. And I think that was actually, 04 was the year they started doing the monthly shows. So, like, Victory mm-hmm. Road was maybe November of 04. Right. He showed up there. He ended up having a match. And I think it was, so him and um, Nash mm-hmm. and Jarrett formed the Kings of Wrestling uh, mm. for a brief time. And uh, I want to say it was a six-man, and it, I think it was against Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and the macho man and Sounds macho right. came in macho came in very briefly as well uh mm-hmm. very even more briefly than scott scott was there for a little while 
but um just being able to see that in person you know because we go to all those shows and getting you know it wasn't like a five-star match or anything but it was just a cool experience to be able to see that in person um and then the other thing that sticks out to me too uh, as far as getting to see him live and this one isn't necessarily a match but um this was the show well you will know it as the infamous finger poke of doom night uh it was the show <laughs> i believe following the pay-per-view the the starcade where scott mm-hmm. hall used the cattle prod cattle prod mm-hmm. tased goldberg Goldberg loses the title to Kevin Nash and the streak is over. Now, make fun of me if you want, but at that particular time, I was a big old Goldberg fan. And so when that happened, I remember watching the pay-per-view at the Star Kid pay-per-view and being like, Scott Hall, you no good so-and-so. I can't believe you. (laughs) Of all the ways to beat Goldberg, like, really? This is what we're doing? Mm -hmm. I was so mad. But anyway, so then – then they come to the Georgia Dome like the week later or two weeks later, whenever it was, and Goldberg was supposed to get his rematch. And, uh, of course, we all know how that went. It ended up in the finger poke doom night. But, <laughs> but Scott Hall was there, and uh, so I got to see him in person there as well. But I just always remember being like, Scott Hall, oh, yeah. man. You no good, dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's just crazy how many moments this guy had in the business and and back to what I was saying too, about the different phases of his career. So even after his in-ring career, you know, of course, going through his personal issues that he went through, but then getting hooked up with diamond Dallas page Mm -hmm. and being part of the resurrection of Jake, the snake. Mm -hmm. Think about the countless number of people he helped just by being a part of that people that saw his story and how inspiring that was for him and Jake both to come from where they were mm-hmm. back to, uh, you know, you know, back to prominence. And like, it's just crazy. That's a whole nother phase, you know, after his in-ring career that mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable, man. What a, what an incredible, incredible guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. In terms of matches, I think back when he was winning the intercontinental championship, he did it four times. The fourth yeah. time, where there was uh, this title unification because there was this argument over who's the real intercontinental champion. Jeff Jarrett was running around with the belt and then they had a whole tournament and Razor won. And so they had to have a unification match and he was just so cool. And at that time, winning the intercontinental championship for a fourth time, nobody had done that. And Mm -hmm. so he was that guy to do that. And so Watching him in that space uh, was amazing. And then, of course, obviously, the move to WCW was, was just crazy. And it's amazing to me because, you know, when we start thinking about greatest wrestlers ever, or people in the Hall of Fame, we always measure it by world title wins and that type of thing. But he had such a presence that wherever he went, it mattered. And he shook up every place he went. You know, mm-hmm. he shook all of those places up. And so one of my funniest memories that I think about it is when he, when WCW was over <clears throat> and the NWO came over to WWE uh, at WrestleMania 18, that is uh, the one that happened at the Sky Dome the second time around. And everybody remembers that for the Hogan Rock match, which was just insane. But also on that card, the irony of this, actually, as we're talking about it this week, that you have Scott Hall versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the way he would take those stunners, 
it was just, he would like bounce. And yeah. I mean, it was just like, oh gosh, you know, <laughs> it was incredible to watch. He was so much fun. And uh, it was just, it was wild. And it's funny that you mentioned that, Brandon, about um, him being a part of the resurrection of Jake the Snake. I think what's so powerful about Scott Hall's story is, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of these spaces, if people have personal challenges, they end up getting the best of them. Mm -hmm. We don't get the chance to see them overcome that too. Yeah. And we got to see that with Scott Hall and the irony that Scott Hall was uh, responsible for helping to train Diamond Dallas Page and Diamond Dallas Page returns the favor by ultimately extending his life uh, is just one of the most incredible things. And um, when I look at that, I'm just like, it's amazing. I think one of the other things Scott Hall showed us in wrestling is that you actually can have friends. Yeah. What, what they did with the click is something that stood the test of time. I mean, at one point, you had, as they called it, click north in WWE and click south, <laughs> being DX and the NWO, basically running all of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And to see them really be friends all the way until now, that's special in an industry that's not necessarily known for genuine friendships, which is, right. we talk about this all the time. Um, what we have in the three of us and the authenticity of that is not a common thing. Right. But I think we can look back to people like Scott Hall and The Click and see that that level of authenticity actually can exist in the wrestling business you know, where we all look out for each other, where we all want to see each other win both in and out of the ring. And I think he showed us that. And so, you know, us getting to watch him win all the way around uh, was just something so special and irreplaceable. Yeah, absolutely. And what's another cool thing too is, again, because I didn't start watching until like the late 90s. And I know there was so much that he did prior to that. And so this week, especially, and I, I know moving forward, you know, you see all these stories come out, but you also see all these posts of all these old things that he was a part of or, you know, great matches that he had. Or like I said, I'm finding clips from back in his AWA days where he's mm -hmm. being interviewed. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's crazy to even think that that's the same guy. Right. Because um, he didn't he wasn't even talking with the the uh, razor accent. You know, he was just mm -hmm. talking in a normal southern yeah. voice or whatever like what yeah um but then like uh a shout out i mentioned pat earlier another shout out to pat here um mm. i believe it was his post that i saw this on there was a jerry springer episode yes where i had no idea this even existed mm -hmm. and this must have been prior to jerry springer becoming the trash tv show that it became because it had these two uh sick kids that were on there yeah. And and they brought out Razor Ramon because one of the kids' favorite wrestlers was Razor Ramon, and he ended up giving mm -hmm. him tickets to WrestleMania and yeah. letting him letting him have his Intercontinental Title belt. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a cool segment. And I'm like, one thing, I'm like, wait, this is Jerry Springer because I don't mm -hmm. remember Jerry Springer before it became like the fighting crazy. and the the craziness. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So that was that struck me as odd, but then also it's just so cool. Yeah that uh, Scott would go on there and, and 
do what he did. It's funny too because he's in full gear, like mm-hmm. he's wearing mm-hmm. his tight, his trunks, his vest, yeah. the chains. Oh, it's it's awesome. So if you haven't yeah. seen it, it was wet and greasy looking. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, it's all over social media the last week or so. But I saw it a yeah. few a few different posts about it. But just stuff like that, man. There's so many cool things that I've seen that it. it if you if I wasn't already a fan, like I'm even more so a fan now because I'm seeing all oh, this yeah. new stuff or new to me at least that I hadn't right. seen before. So that combined with, like I said, some of the folks that we know that know him best mm-hmm. that are posting some of their great stories and mm-hmm. funny memories, and it's just such a, um, it, you know, you always hate the circumstance that that brought us here to hear all these kind of stories, but at the same time it does kind of make you happy and makes you smile to know what an impact he had, not just on the wrestling world, but on the people that he was friends with and close with and uh, had all these special memories and, and funny memories with. And uh, that, that makes, that makes my heart happy because it has been kind of a sad week, but to be able to see all these fun stories, is, yeah. you know, brought a smile to a lot that's of people. That's how faces. he lives forever, man. That's how right. he lives forever. Yeah. Right. And and to that end, you know, whenever we go through these spaces, it always makes me think that I, you know, most of us don't ever know that history is being made while history is being made. Right. You know, we're just living and we're just on to the next and, you know, but it, it, it does give me a reason to think of our need to stop and smell the roses and to celebrate each other on a more regular basis. Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, I wasn't close enough to Scott Hall to know whether or not he felt this kind of love from people and that he knew that he had this kind of impact. Um, But my hope is that we allow the people in our world to know what we think about them, to know Mm -hmm. the impact that they have. Um, Because, you know, this this scenario in our mind wasn't supposed to play out like this. Like this was him going in for hip surgery, right? So he comes out, gets a good hip on to the next thing. And, uh, you know, we just don't know how life changes things for us. And so I think it now becomes incumbent upon all of us to ensure that the people in our world um, know their value to us so that they never have to question that. And so, you know, we we find reasons to celebrate people because it's important. Yeah, it is. And you never know what somebody's going through when they don't feel maybe that they they have people they can lean on or or have people that actually love them because you wait till they're gone to miss them. Right. And it's so important to just express you know, your love and, and your support and your caring and your shoulder, mm-hmm. yep. even when you don't, even when they may not need it at the time, I mean, for anybody sure. to know that, that it's there mm-hmm. and that they, like, like us, I mean, we, we talk all the time and I'll tell yeah. you, you got brothers, I'm going to cry, yes. <laughs> but it's important. Yeah, it, it's extremely important. I, um, I, I, I've just, you know, when, when you when you really understand that, you know, every day isn't promised and that, you know, you might think somebody doesn't need it. But mm-hmm. to your point, Diana, sometimes we can pull on those things when we don't, you know, it's almost like having a savings account. Right. Like right. I don't need to spend this right now, but right. if I need to, 
I can go to it and grab it. And I think we have to do a good job of filling people's emotional bank account by letting them know that we love them, that they have value to us. And we don't have to wait for their birthday to do it. You know, don't have make to wait it, till weekend. Don't have to wait right. till something tragic happens. Make it awkward. Make it a yeah. regular Weird. part of life, you know? And it's a shame that celebrations and appreciations are considered awkward, you know? I know there are some people who are just like, I don't have time to think about the past, on to the future, blah, blah, blah. And there's space for that. Right, but the right. problem is if we're always pointed toward the future, we miss the present. We don't enjoy it. And then the present quickly becomes the past and we find ourselves always living in regret. So, you know, it's tough when we lose people, but if you have let them know how valuable they are, then that's a level of regret you don't have to live with. Exactly. And make it genuine. Don't make it just. Oh God. Yes. Cliche. Oh, I love you, man. Make it, make it. Save that foolishness. Like, yeah. give it to me real and it. only real. Absolutely. And, or don't give it to me at all. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better, you guys. And uh, that's, and like you said, GB and Diana, too. That's what I love about our little trio here. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the real deal. And I, and I feel like mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, make it real. You know, don't just mm-hmm. say things. I feel like. Yeah. it comes across i feel like people could tell like yes. we we genuinely yeah. love each other we talk all yeah. the time and um yeah. and, and that's what it's all about just let people know because you never know you just never know and um ah, it's been it's been uh it's been a rough week man but you know what it's yeah. it's you, you said it before like he'll live forever through everybody's memories and stories and yeah. um but it's it's just been it's been it's been one of those weeks in pro wrestling. I'm glad we were able to come on here and and talk about him and pay pay tribute and uh, mm-hmm. honor. The and those of you guys who are watching, if you have a little story you want to put in the comments, please feel free yeah. to share. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely share and post your pictures because I know a lot of you guys that we're talking to that listen to the show. Y'all probably met him that night that I'm talking about at SHW. Right. You probably went over and got a picture with him as well. Let me know, <laughs> did he also do the tippy-toe trick to you guys? <laughs> or was it just me? How um, funny is that? Now, every time we take a picture, right, we're gonna he, be... he's going to be on his tippy-toes and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, Brandon's a giant. <laughs> you, you know, one other funny thing was, and I'm just, I'll give Adam a shout-out too. So Adam used to do commentary back in the day as well before uh, GB and Diana came in. So this was even before he was doing commentary. So at the time I was doing it with uh, DC, who a lot of people mm-hmm. right. at SHW know DC, who's still Not recovering here. from his car wreck, by the way. So much yeah. love and shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but anyways, shout out DC. At that time, Adam and our other buddies, Alfred and Adrian, would sit front row at the shows. So they got a front row view of Sunny Day's, Day's head cracking the table and a right. big old puddle of blood and so if you remember sunny's uh ring gear like the sleeves are kind of all shredded up right like yeah rips of cloth or whatever it is the sleeves of the shirt or jacket so those had gotten covered in blood and were just soaked and there's a big pool of blood sorry to gross you out but anyways adam is not in i think i could say this without embarrassing him too much uh but shout out to adam <laughs> he's he gets a little queasy right at the sight of a lot of blood and so his visual 
was all of those gross pieces of cloth covered in blood. He thought it was like insides coming out of Sonny's arm. <laughs> like he thought his arm wow. was like shredded up, which I could see at like Bless a quick glance. Heart. So he turned pale as a ghost, right? And immediately <laughs> sat back down and was like, whoa, like, like I'm about to throw up, I'm about to pass out. And so that happened. And then they see Scott Hall and they're like, oh, we gotta go to get a picture. So I will always laugh when I see the picture of Scott Hall with Adrian and Adam, because Adam in the picture is pale as a, as a, as a ghost. Like he is so, because all the, <laughs> he got so sick because of the blood. It was just so funny. So in that picture, wow. they're excited to see Scott Hall, but Adam is also very, very pale. In the picture. <laughs> that is so funny. So, anyways, anytime I see that, that's what makes me think Crazy. of it. I also want to shout out my buddy, Tom, who lives up in Chicago, who I met going to full sale. Uh, and we, became fast friends because he was a wrestling fan we'd go to the tna shows together but from the day i met him even before i knew he was a wrestling fan he'd come out to me he came out to me and said hey yo and that was his thing he'd always say hey yo and right away i was like you must be a scott hall fan well he was like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest scott hall fans wow of course i've been thinking about him a lot this week and we've texted him back and forth a couple times but uh it's uh Anyways, it's just so many people that Mm-mm-mm. were either connected or affected because they were a fan and uh, just uh, just an amazing person that made an impact not only on the wrestling world as a whole, but just on the world as a whole. Yeah. And yeah. So he will be truly sorely missed. And um, I'm glad we were able to come on here and, you know, be able to pay tribute here because I know this isn't mm-hmm. your typical shw podcast that we but you know we're all fans we're all we're all real fans not just personalities at shw and other places Mm -hmm. we're we're fans first and and i'm telling you wrestling that's special Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna say much more because i will start crying and i don't want to sit here and be a crybaby but i am very much when it comes to wrestling because it is passionate if you start crying if you start crying, I'm going to start crying. And then GB's going to be like, you guys. Yeah. What are you, I'm such a crybaby when it comes to something that's close to my heart. And it's been, yeah. God, my whole life is just, and then, you know, anyway, go ahead, keep moving. Oh. Well, I, I was going to say part of what made the week tough was right before we got the news of Scott Hall, we got the news of Big E. Yeah. yeah. Who, I know we don't talk a lot about WWE, but it happened on national television. Right. You know, had a bad uh, fall with a, a, an overhead suplex that happened and he landed, you know, on his head and, um, you know, resulted in a broken neck. Thankfully, no surgery is needed. But this is an interesting thing as I tie it and loop it to SHW because just a couple of months ago, you know, we saw what happened with Kevin Ryan in the ring. Yeah. Um, and it is a reminder to fans that this is very much still a sport mm-hmm. and that things happen. It is a physical sport. You know, it's often said it's not ballet. Some things, you know, nobody plans to injure themselves, obviously. And so, you know, it, it just reminds us that the people who are in-ring performers, the people who are working in this business are real people. As much as, you know, we may appear at times to be superheroes, they have flesh and blood like you do, their bones break, things happen. And so it just became a domino effect this week. And so shout out to Big E and 
We wish him yeah. a speedy recovery. But the news of Big E coupled with the news of Scott Hall, it's a lot. It was a one-two it's punch. A lot. It's a lot, man. Yeah. Uh, and they're both great guys who people love in this business. And so you just hate to see either of those kinds of things happen. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I hope Big E recovers sooner rather than later. Same with Kevin Ryan. Hopefully his recovery is going well and he'll be yeah. back before yeah. too long. But, uh, man, I tell you what, it's, been, uh, it's just been one of those weeks. I'm glad we have each other. I'm glad the wrestling world has each other to come together. And despite Can what I you throw an see, upper? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So here's an upper. The upper is, and yes, I know, here's the upper. This week is also 316 day. Um, and we heard that Stone Cold is actually going to be like at WrestleMania, mm -hmm. seemingly in the ring. Yeah. I'm just curious. Do you think this is going to actually turn into a match? So, or do you think this is just going to be the interview segment where we get a good stunner and that's it? Since, since you brought it up, mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about it. So I, let's. If I'm armchair booking, mm -hmm. I don't. If I'm going to see Stone Cold come back, mm -hmm. I want to see a big, nice build to a, a match that means something and seems important. So, okay. where, if you recall, when WrestleMania was here, which was 27, yes, The Rock was a guest host or whatever. He came out of the end, and let's be honest, I was not a fan of the main event being The Miz and John Cena. When we finally get I don't a know who was in Atlanta, <laughs> right. and I'm like, oh, we're finally getting WrestleMania. Oh, that's the main event. Well, The Rock came out at the end and uh, rock bottomed everybody and kind of made everybody mm -hmm. go home happy. But that was the beginning of a one year build to a match sure. at the following year's WrestleMania. Granted, I was a little mm -hmm. bitter because it was going to be the next year's WrestleMania where that match would happen <laughs> right. between The right. Rock and Cena. So, my point is if this somehow or another turns into the spark that starts a feud between Austin and Kevin Owens and it builds maybe to next year's WrestleMania. And by that point, they've had a year to build it and make it meaningful. And it's going to be his final match ever, his big comeback. Then I'm okay with that. Okay. Otherwise, if so you don't think there's going to be a match. So I'm just saying, I don't want there to be a match at this WrestleMania. If oh, you it, want it to build. I want it to build to a big, important match. Like if it's, if what happens in a couple of weeks, when it's like two weeks from now, right? Um, yeah, three weeks from now, yeah. Three weeks. So mm -hmm. I want, it, it, at this point, I'd be happy if he comes out, he talks his trash, boom, stunner, beer bash. I'm sorry, two weeks, my bad. Oh, yeah, two <laughs> weeks. So, yeah, beer bash. Then he picks him up, gives him a beer, toasts him, boom, another stunner, more beer bash. <laughs> you know, like classic Stone Cold from when he was like in his general manager days, back when he was riding the four-wheeler. Like, right. that would be fine with me, but I don't want them to just spur the moment, have an impromptu match, you know, where they have a referee and they ring the bell and it's an actual match. And you know what I mean? Like, I just- I don't want it to be me. like 10 seconds long or something like that. I'd rather, I want it to be, you know, worth the the build or whatever. But didn't Songo accept? Well, so he- his promo where it was him out on the, on the dirt road, he yeah. says, whether it's a, whether it's a, a, so it's the KO show. Technically it's like mm -hmm. KO is going to have the KO show and right. Stone Cold will come on as his guest. 
for an interview, which would just be stunner beer bash. But <laughs> basically, but so called say, you know, whether, whether we call it a match, whether we call it a, a fight, whatever you want to call it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up my final can of whoop ass, I believe, is something mm -hmm. to that effect. Mm -hmm. And so, technically, there's not an official match. But my hope is that they don't just make it a match and then they have a, like a little cheapo match that's, I don't know. I don't want his comeback match, if he ever has a comeback match, to just be one little quick thing. Like if yeah. But again, I'm just speaking from, as a fan perspective. That's No, I agree. I mean, I, I can't stand it when they just squash matches. I, I can't stand it. What, what I'm you... so pissed off about Becky and Bianca. That, right. I love that. That ticked me off to no end. That was yeah. ridiculous. Absolutely. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see any kind of squash match. I want it to be a fight. Yeah. GB, what do you think is going to happen? Well, in my mind. Or what, do you, or what do you want to happen? Well, what I want and what I think are actually similar here. <laughs> okay. And, and, and my thought process is this. Um, and, and you guys know how my mind is, right? <laughs> so I'm <laughs> – it's bad. Uh, so I, 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 I think what's going to happen because – this is slated to happen on WrestleMania Saturday. Okay. It is a two-day WrestleMania where they are filling up one of the largest stadiums mm -hmm. in the country. 100,000 people for two consecutive nights. My thought is, as big as Roman and Brock will be for night two, I believe you don't want to just have Stone Cold at Mania for one night. So I think what happens is the interview segment ultimately leads to a match, which happens the next night at WrestleMania Sunday, hmm. which now gets us to tune in both nights with much more expectation. I mean, the idea of seeing Stone Cold two nights instead of one, where one night you get the full interview, the next night you get a match, Sounds intriguing. I don't know what ends up being on the line, if anything. Maybe the rights to using the stunner. And if Stone Cold wins, Kevin Owens can't use the stunner again. I don't know. He's got merch uh, and everything. I mean, he's, he's already taken the stunner. Yeah, he's taken it. So the idea of taking that back yeah. from him would, you know, could be a thing. You yeah. know, I, I, I just think from a business perspective, they're going to have to figure out how to leverage having Stone Cold at Mania for two nights to fill up that, that stadium both nights. Um, having lost Big E as a potential draw and some other folks as a potential draw, uh, they've got to make this big. So in my mind, and, and I love the idea about the one-year piece. The only thing that gets so weird about that is with Stone Cold being his age, and I'm not saying he's old, but – a year out obviously gives him great time to train, but there's so many variables that happen within a year yeah. that, that I don't know if that's a thing. Plus, I also think with Mania next year being in LA, that'll be the Rocks Mania. So, yeah. with that said, in well, the Texas, Rock, the Rocks the one that beat him in his final match. Maybe there's some sort of interaction. Oh, well, man, so I, many but, no. but I think we'll have Rock and Roman yeah, yeah, in yeah. LA. Yeah. which I think that's the match that people want to see right now. So in my, in my mind, I think Austin ends up in a match, but the match ends up happening Sunday, which gives people another reason to watch both days. That's my thought. I do and also think – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just to add to that, you know, how drawn out it could be, 
you remember how Cena was calling Undertaker over and oh, over yeah. week after week, and it was just getting like, come on, dude, either he's going to show or he's no. not going to show. How many times are you going to call him out? How how long is this going to go on? Right. You don't want to do something like that with, with Kevin Owens and just begging Stone Cold for something, you know, to come. I, I just unless he's just going to beer bash him every time with the beer truck and, and, you know, drag him behind the four wheel or something. I mean, something weird, like, you know, you, you know here's the other I mean, thing. it could be I, anything, but I think Kevin Owens, I think Owens beats Austin down night one. Mm. I think he beats him down, which is what makes Austin have a match night yeah. two. Cause you, you're not going to bring me to WrestleMania. The legend kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this, so this then ends up not being the full squash idea. But yeah. it is the idea of, oh, okay, you just beat up Austin in Texas at Mania. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a match. And the, the other thing I was thinking, too, was that of all the old-timers, I even I hesitate calling Stone Cold an old-timer, but let's be honest. I mean, he's Shame. been retired since, when was his last match? Oh, 2003. Right? You, call, you just, 19. I just want the whole world to notice that Brandon called Steve Austin an old-timer. <laughs> he's been retired. Only for, Brandon. That was said only. on the SSW podcast, but only Brandon said that. Only. Well, he has been retired for 20 years almost. So you don't have to be old anyways. to be retired. Anyways, I'm just saying, like, he is one of the few that just, when he said he was done, he was done. You know right. what I mean? He's been done. He hasn't mm -hmm. come back for a Saudi Arabia show for a mm -hmm. big payday. He's mm -hmm. been done. And I think that he is also smart enough to not want to taint his career by coming back and having some sort of an embarrassing attempted a match so i would hope that if it is a match that it is something that's worth because i think he's the type that if he's going to do it he's going to make sure it's good you mm -hmm. know right. so that's my hope is that if they do have a match this week or a couple weekends that it's actually good yeah, yeah. i mean he was wearing two knee braces when he was done so mm -hmm. But he's had time to rest sorry you stone know. cold don't 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 come after me again he's gonna whoop your brandon back. Called Come on, him man. Stop saying my name. Come on, man. I didn't. Come Brandon. On. Brandon Benefield. Benefield. Oh. <laughs> no last names. No last names. Come on, man. Oh. That's so funny. Anyways. As so opposed hilarious. to any other Brandon that's on the show. I'm glad you the specified. One and only. Just, you know. To be found in you know. this Right. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, hey, uh, yeah, this week. Despite the sad news, you know, we did have – it was Austin 316 Day. We did have St. Patrick's Day uh, yesterday, which mm -hmm. reminds me, before we go, I do want to do a quick plug and a quick reminder that as you're watching this on Friday evening, tomorrow from 1230 to 330, I will be at O'Reilly's Public House in Sandy Springs, and we will be doing St. Baldrick's. I'll be shaving my – not that O'Reilly's. Yeah. <laughs> Different O'Reilly's. It just Jim popped in my head. On, I mean, I know. Jim Ross did it on commentary last week. It was hilarious. About Kyle O'Reilly, and I was like, oh, Jim. Yes. Oh, Jim. <laughs> anyway, it was great. It was. But uh, we'll be there uh, for St. Baldrick's. We're raising money for childhood cancer research, shaving our heads again. If you know me at all, you know I've been doing this since 2008, every single year since then. So uh, you know what it's all about. If not, check out my social media. I've been posting Shane, all about I noticed it. in some of your older videos that y'all were actually shaving shapes and stuff into your heads. So, so I'm going to re make a request because okay. Shamrock's my thing and I really want to see it. If you can get somebody to shave 
a cool shamrock or even shave all your hair and just leave your hair as a shamrock in the side of your head mm. just for a picture yeah. just for the picture i would be like yeah man well you know what if i get him to do it we'll be i'll be doing a facebook live because as we talked about last week i think i'll be going live on the shw podcast facebook page so i don't know exactly what time i'll be getting my head shaved because i will be co-emceeing this with my buddy sully and so we might not go until the very end i don't know we might go after everybody else goes but yeah we'll see um but i'll definitely be doing it on facebook live you might, y'all might have to text me and remind me because I'll be caught up in the action. I might, I don't sure. want to forget. I don't want to forget. Right. I'm going to um, send you pictures of people who've done it before. That way you would not forget. All right. <laughs> so, I want to see it. That is the coolest thing. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's always a blast. And, and this place is great too. They got great food, great drinks. It's a family friendly event. So if you're looking for something fun to do uh, tomorrow from 1230 to 3:30, it's in Sandy Springs, O'Reilly's Public House, and it's the St. Baldrick's Foundation. Um, go to my uh, social media. I've got the links in case you're interested and you want to know more, know more about the, uh, <laughs> the organization, or if you want to donate, or if you want to join us and shave your head and raise some money, then just get a hold of me and, uh, we'll make it happen. But I just want to put that out there. So that's tomorrow. And, um, head of your legs, would it matter? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to shave my legs. I will <laughs> shave my head. Um, you might even raise more if you shave your legs. That's true. Hmm. I've had but people try to, to give me shorty shorts to show. <laughs> well, that's where that's where the hangup is right there. It's the short shorts that uh, yeah. <laughs> I have had people try to get me to do an eyebrow or two before, but oh, oh, don't do it. Yeah. So don't the rule, that. the rule, and I guess it's for legal reasons. St. Baldrick's won't allow straight razors, so they just right. Oh yeah, it's so just buzz. I'm like, nope, sorry, I can't do the you eyebrow. Can clean sorry. it up later. <laughs> So anyways, it'll be a blast. I hope you guys can join us. And uh, if not, check us out on uh, the Facebook live feed as I will be streaming the head shaving tomorrow. But uh, That's on Saturday. I, I will be in the middle of Super Saturday in Dublin, Georgia, which is oh. the day for our St. Patrick's celebration. And ah. we have, I have to get ready for a concert that night and do mm. load equipment and blah, blah, blah. But I'm gonna do my best to tune in and watch you get your head shaved. Yeah, <laughs> gotta watch. Oh, and on top of that, we've got uh, April 8th is not too far away, which is SHW 38. And of course, this week we had a couple of match announcements, and we will sure have some more in the next week or so leading up to it. And I'm sure next week we'll probably uh, be doing some previewing of that yes, show. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about coming off the last show mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot to talk about going into the next show so uh, mm-hmm. excited to see the title match i feel bad for owen knight having to take on the destroyer but i have confidence yeah yeah he Our is, champion is a champion for a reason he is kicking butt he's taking names mm-hmm. i have confidence he just got to figure out how to climb that mountain and crumble it to the ground mm-hmm. and cyrus yeah. is literally a mountain of a mountain, mountain. <laughs> oh, it's crazy literally. like just the other day, I was going back and watching the, uh, I think I'd put it on TikTok or one of the Instagram reels of that time he did the moonsault from the top onto uh, Huckabee. Mm-hmm. Shook the whole building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is crazy. Mm-hmm. But hey, he is. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. And uh, before we go, do you guys have anything else to tell the amazing people? Hey, yo. Yeah. Hey, yo, do me a hey, favor. Yo. 
go to SHW, excuse me, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash SHWPod. And uh, there are three amazing shirts there that you could purchase from us. So you can go ahead and check it out. And Survey says another win for the good guys. Yes. There you go. Well, we'll see you guys next week right back here on the SHW Podcast. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. Oh, too sweet.